as we know, the media has been telling us for, uh, gee, since the middle of 2018 that uh, the US and China are in the middle of a trade war. I like to think of it as an aggressive bargaining technique by uh, uh, Donald J. Trump. But uh, trade war is what it's called. Uh, earlier in the year, I looked at the economic impact of the trade war, uh, both on the US economy and the Chinese economy. And what I noted uh, was that when you actually took the total uh, amount of revenue that was being raised in the US by the increase in tariffs. It was only 0.4 of 1% of US GDP. Even when you looked at that comparison and uh, that size of revenue that was being gained by the US and looked at the Chinese economy, it was bigger, but it was only 0.6% of GDP. What was worrying was that it, those numbers were going to get higher and higher. In September, an increase in tariffs that was proposed by uh, President Trump was likely to increase the effect of that on the US economy to 0.6% of GDP and on China by 0.9% of GDP. Those increases in tariffs were deferred and were expected to come in on December the 15th, but we understand that they will be deferred again. So what you therefore have is in a trade war, you don't have a peace treaty. What you've got is peace negotiations and an armistice. So you've got a pause in the fight. So that's really important because it's taken away a lot of the fear that the trade negotiations, the um, aggressive trade negotiations, the trade war was exacting on markets. Because what we showed in our quarterly institutional pre presentation in September was that the most important result of that was not the effect on real economies, particularly the US economy, but was the effect on capital markets and how it had generated capital flight. The Fed when it looked at the impact of those increases in uh, tariffs, import tariffs in the United States, uh, d examined it twice. Once uh, it was the, the Open Market Committee of the Federal Reserve. Uh, Jay Powell was asked um, after one of his statements what the effect of this was on the economy. And he said that a lot of businesses talked about it, but it yet the Fed hadn't been able to find any actual effect particularly on inflation or domestic prices. There is a report that was released in the last two weeks um, by the New York Fed, on that, which is available on the website Liberty Street Economics, and it shows the same thing, and it concludes that really uh, these increases in tariffs have had no inflationary effect on the US economy, therefore no real economic effect. They conclude that it's that the uh, importers are absorbing that uh, within their margins. But the effect on China must be pretty scary for them because what we see if we look at the Chinese trade statistics, which were released earlier in the week, the Chinese exports in the US in the last year have fallen by 22%. Now that's scary. 
Now, they've been able to uh, diversify their exports, but still their total exports are down 3.2% uh, for the end of September. So the Chinese are under significantly more pressure in this circumstance than the Americans are. That's perhaps why they're, why they're prepared to come uh, and negotiate now. But what we see is, um, since the economic effects aren't that great, um, but the effects on the Chinese are great, what we see is it's the fear that that's generating in Chinese capital markets and the flight of capital that's generating. Because what we observed in our September quarterly institutional presentation and our December quarterly institutional presentation, that since the trade war has started in the middle of 2018, what you've seen is a very significant fall in the RMB. Uh, uh, and we can see that in two ways. There's two numbers. Uh, it's the number of RMB that uh, takes to buy a US dollar has, uh, has risen, uh, and it rose to um, about 7.2 in August. And the uh, amount that, uh, the number of cents that you could buy with an RMB US cents fell to 13.9 cents in August after a couple of years, after a year and a bit of the, of the RMB falling. Now that started to generate a flight or a panic of capital uh, from people who held Chinese investors who held large quantities of RMB bonds offshore. They sold it and they, and, uh, they aggressively bought US Treasury bonds. So in an article which uh, uh, I wrote, uh, which ran in the uh, Financial Review, what I showed was it was this trade war and this flight of capital which had generated the bond bubble. And so what you found was uh, when the uh, RMB was 7.2 in August, a US Treasury bond had fallen down to 1.5%. Then the armistice begins and what's happened is that uh, the RMB has risen relative to the US dollar to 14.2 cents, and the panic flight out of, U, out of RMB bonds into US bonds has weakened, and what you've got is US Treasury bonds have gone up 1.8%, and the US dollar has started to roll, up, roll over, not just against the RMB, but generally, and you've seen a decline in the US dollar index. Now, even if we don't get a major settlement, or even if we just negotiations go on like this, and even if this armistice just continues, what this means is we're entering into an entirely different stage of the economic cycle. We're entering into a stage where the US dollar is rolling over and beginning to fall. There's a whole bunch of other reasons why the US dollar should begin to fall. Now, that will have, as that continues through the next year, a very considerable effect on what on the kind of things that Australia produces, that is to say, and exports, that is to say, commodities. Uh, the greatest uh, one that I think it'll have the impact on is on the oil price. Because what's happened as you've looked at this whole process since August is the Brent oil price has driven, risen from $59 to $64. Now, 60% of all the variation in the Brent oil price uh, this century is driven by the US dollar index. So the fact that the peace has broken out in this trade war 
meant that the US dollar index has rolled over and started to decline, and the oil prices is, is is has begun to rise. So what I think will the major effect of the continuing armistice, and perhaps peace might break out and accelerate these, these trends more significantly next year, is a continuing fall in the US dollar next year, reflation of the world system, a significant increase in oil prices next year, and other commodities that Australia exports. 